Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and gift mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customize paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Breaking news tonight, dangerous derailment. A train carrying toxic chemicals derails and catches fire. The effort now underway to contain a hazardous spill. Severe winter weather, torrential rains push rivers across the U.S. into flood stage, plus the brutal deep freeze on its way. Tens of millions of Americans facing sub-zero temperatures. Missing girl murdered, she vanished after her school bus dropped her off at home. Tonight, the heartbreaking discovery. Six-year-old Faye Marie Swetlick found dead, the latest on the investigation. Coronavirus alert, the warning from the CDC. Expect more cases in the U.S. even next year. Plus, two more Americans evacuated from China, now showing signs of the virus right here in the U.S. Lowering the bar, a rare rebuke from the attorney general. What Bill Barr says President Trump is doing that makes it impossible to do his job. Taking on Trump, billionaire Michael Bloomberg aims his campaign for the White House head first at President Trump. Tonight, hear the latest insult he's launched at the president. A CBS News investigation. He was responsible for the care of America's Olympians, including Michael Phelps. So why was he fired? Tonight, the whistleblower who says the U.S. Olympic Committee is letting down athletes in crisis. Urgent medical recall. Hundreds of thousands of people being told tonight to stop using their insulin pumps. They're going concern over a deadly malfunction. And the Marine who stole America's heart. He's got 140,000 Valentines to prove it. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you so much for joining us. A train carrying deadly chemicals derailed today in eastern Kentucky, setting off a series of fires and spilling toxic fuel into a nearby river. Two people were injured when the CSX train jumped the tracks after slamming into a rock slide caused by torrential rain. It's all part of a severe weather system that is moving across the U.S. From the deep south to the Midwest tonight, rivers in nine states are above flood stage and are now threatening homes and businesses. 
all of this as an Arctic blast sweeps across much of the country. Tens of millions of Americans could wake up tomorrow to below zero temperatures. Manuel Bohorkas leads off our coverage. This train carrying ethanol derailed in Kentucky this morning, burning for hours after a mud and rock slide along the tracks. That same storm system triggered a mudslide that shut down this West Virginia highway. Severe storms across nine states caused 24 rivers to flood throughout the south. High winds left a trail of destruction in Alabama with twisted metal wrapped around trees. I mean, it's pretty rough. It wasn't just a little gust of wind. Farther north, temperatures plunged across the Midwest. Water mains froze in Des Moines, where it felt like negative 35 degrees. In Whiting, Indiana, the wind sent waves over the shoreline of Lake Michigan. It will feel like negative 11 degrees there tomorrow. Over the next 48 hours, 38 million Americans will be at or below zero degrees. The temperature, not so much the concern here along the Florida Panhandle, but the swollen rivers are. The Apalachicola River is way down there, but you can see this road is already impassable, and the river is expected to remain above flood stage well into next week. Nora? All right, Manny, thank you. Tonight, a community in South Carolina is grieving after a terrible discovery. The body of a six-year-old girl who went missing Monday was found today. And now a second discovery is raising new questions. Janet Shamlin reports tonight from Casey, South Carolina. It was extremely even a seasoned officer could barely hold back tears. We are announcing that we have found the body that the coroner has, has identified as Faye Marine Swell. Her death is being treated as a homicide. Detectives saying they found a man dead in the same neighborhood during the investigation. They did not reveal his relationship, if any, to Faye, saying only there is no danger to the community and no arrests have been made. Faye Swetlick went missing from her front yard Monday, not long after she was seen here getting off her school bus. The six-year-old's disappearance sparked a massive response. More than 300 officers, along with the FBI, going door to door for clues. Three of Micah Merchant's young children attend the same elementary school, where Faye was a first grader. Now you'll have to tell them tragic news. How will you explain that? Tragic news is never easy. Um, nothing prepares you for it. Going to cry with them. Just going to be honest. Just going to cry with them. Before releasing the news, police first stopped here, Springdale Elementary, to share with those who saw Faye every day. She wouldn't be coming back. Detectives would not answer any questions today, calling it an active investigation. But in that briefing room, you could see it in their faces. This was not just police work. These officers were in pain, like so much of this community. Nora. So incredibly painful. Janet, thank you. Tonight, with a big spike in the number of coronavirus cases, the CDC warns the deadly outbreak could continue into next year. Nearly 47,000 cases have been confirmed, and more than 1,300 people have died. There have been no deaths here in the U.S., but as Carter Evans reports, we learned about a new patient today in San Antonio. The latest person to test positive was on this flight to Texas from the epicenter of the outbreak. Tonight, after the 15th case of coronavirus in the U.S., the CDC has an urgent warning for Americans. There may be additional cases that we identify. I do want to prepare you for that. 600 people are still quarantined on military bases, including Marine Corps Air Station Miramar, where the CDC now says at least two evacuees have the virus. Annabelle! 
Three-year-old Annabelle Wasinski's father, Frank, worries his daughter could also be infected. Some of the staff saw her cough, uh, so they suggest that we go to the, uh, the doctor's tent. They were on one of the evacuation flights from China where the virus killed the little girl's grandfather. The largest concentration of cases outside of China is on this cruise ship docked in Japan, where out of 3,700 passengers and crew aboard, at least 218 have tested positive. Kent Fraser's wife is at a local hospital after showing symptoms. He says concern aboard the ship is growing. They feel like they're on a floating petri dish, um, that the longer they stay here, the more likely they are to get it. Today, members of the World Health Organization are meeting with top tech companies in Silicon Valley like Facebook and Google to make sure they're communicating correct coronavirus information. The concern right now, false rumors are spreading on social media faster than the virus itself. Nora. All right. Thank you, Carter. Late today, President Trump got a rare public rebuke from an unlikely source, Attorney General Bill Barr, who says the president's tweets attacking career prosecutors make it impossible for him to do his job. This is the president openly feuds with his former chief of staff. Paula Reed reports tonight from the White House. Attorney General William Barr today fired back at President Trump's attacks on the Justice Department. I cannot do my job here at the department uh, with a constant background commentary that, that undercuts me. In an interview with ABC News, Barr singled out the president's tweets, which this week focused on the ongoing federal prosecution of his longtime friend Roger Stone. To have public statements and tweets made about the department make it impossible uh, for me to do my job. It's the first time the attorney general has spoken out against his boss, who critics argue he defends too frequently. But he said he's ready for the blowback. And I'm not going to be bullied or influenced by anybody. And I said at the time, whether it's Congress, newspaper, editorial boards, or the president, I'm going to do what I think is right. White House officials appeared to be caught off guard by Barr's remarks. Earlier, the president unleashed on former chief of staff John Kelly, who last night criticized Mr. Trump for retaliating against former national security official Alexander Vindman, who raised concerns about the president's call with the Ukrainian president. He did exactly what we teach him to do. He went and told his boss of what he just heard. The president responded, suggesting that the former Marine Corps general was in over his head as chief of staff. But amid all of these public feuds, the president is welcoming back one of his most trusted advisors. In a few weeks, Hope Hicks will return to the White House to serve as counselor to the president. Nora. All right, some changes there. All right, Paula, thank you. We just heard the attorney general say President Trump's tweets make it impossible to do his job. Well, after that comment, Mike Bloomberg decided to chime in on Twitter, landing this barb. If it's any consolation, Trump's tweets make it impossible for the president to do his job, too. It was just the latest in the battle of the New York billionaires. Here's Ed O'Keefe. Thank you. They're both in their 70s, but today, former New York City Mayor Mike Bloomberg and President Trump acted like kids in a schoolyard brawl. First, the president questioned the mayor's size and energy. Bloomberg fired back, calling the president a carnival barking clown and questioning his intelligence. Donald, where I come from, we measure your height from your neck up. The two men have run in the same circles for years. Bloomberg even appeared on Mr. Trump's reality TV show, The Celebrity Apprentice. 
Mr. Trump is now targeting Bloomberg because he's rising in the polls and vowing to spend his billions of dollars to stop the president's re-election. But Bloomberg is facing scrutiny for past comments supporting New York police tactics and national home lending policies that disproportionately targeted minorities. He has apologized. Uh, you know, it's just not the way that I think. As the president claims he'd easily defeat his fellow New Yorker. Frankly, I'd rather run against Bloomberg than Bernie Sanders. Of course, before taking on the president, Bloomberg has to defeat his fellow Democrats, who are accusing him of trying to buy the election. And thanks to a change in party rules, he might face them on the debate stage as soon as this month, perhaps on the 25th at the CBS debate in South Carolina. I'm looking forward to that debate. Yeah. Thank you, Ed. Today, the Justice Department added new criminal charges against Huawei, the Chinese telecommunications company. The new indictment accuses Huawei of conspiracy to steal trade secrets from American companies. The Trump administration has banned Huawei from the U.S. and is trying to convince European allies to do the same. Tonight, after three weeks and testimony from nearly three dozen witnesses, the case against Harvey Weinstein is drawing to a close. And in closing arguments, Weinstein's defense lawyer argued the movie mogul is no monster, and she questioned the motives of his accusers. Nikki Batiste reports tonight from New York. Today, Harvey Weinstein's lead attorney framed the case against her client as a Hollywood production. Donna Rotuno told the jury of seven men and five women. The irony is that prosecutors are the producers and they are writing a script that reads the powerful man is so unattractive and large that no woman would ever want to sleep with him voluntarily. Six women testified that Weinstein sexually assaulted them. Actress Annabella Sciorra claimed he raped her at her New York apartment in the early 90s. But this case is focused on the allegations of two women, a production assistant, Miriam Haley, who said Weinstein forcibly performed oral sex on her in 2006, and aspiring actress Jessica Mann accused Weinstein of raping her in a New York hotel room in March 2013. Weinstein's defense argued the encounters were consensual and that these accusers stayed in contact with him years later, telling the jury, what did Jessica do after this? She goes to brunch. Everyone says she looks normal. They argued on the day after the alleged rape, Mann celebrated Weinstein's birthday with him. Tomorrow, it's the prosecution's turn. They will present their closing argument, and the jury is expected to get the case on Tuesday. Nora? All right, Nikki, thank you. Tonight, a former top medical official with the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee is making damning allegations about how the organization handles mental health issues. In his first TV interview, Dr. William Morrow alleges he was let go last May in part because of his complaints about this issue. Now, Morrow has filed a lawsuit claiming he was wrongfully terminated. We've got more now from Dr. John LaPook. In the water, Michael Phelps could beat any challenger. I'm a finely tuned swimming machine. But on land, he says he was brought to his knees by a force he couldn't see or understand. I also struggle with depression and anxiety. This week, Michael Phelps said about the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee, I don't know of anything they've done to help us mental health-wise. You're either part of the problem or part of the solution. And is siding with a whistleblower, a doctor who worked inside the USOPC for 10 years and gave his first TV interview to CBS News. Michael Phelps is exactly right, and people need to start listening to what he's saying about mental health. Dr. Bill Morrow, a chiropractor and a former medical chief for the committee, was fired last May. 
He says one reason was retaliation for complaining about how the organization handles serious mental illness. These Olympic and Paralympic athletes, they're the sons and daughters of the United States. We love to say they're like the person next door. It's because they are. They suffer from mental health problems like everybody else. Dr. Morrow was alarmed at what he says was the organization's slow response to an athlete in crisis. World champions, the United States up Olympic medalist Kelly Catlin. In 2019, while on medical leave from cycling, she took her own life. We're trying to become experts in the management of serious mental health illness, and we, that's not what we do. If you have suicidal ideation, you need to be under the care of a psychiatrist. Catlin's death spurred Dr. Morrow to send a memo to USOPC leadership about what he said was an ongoing problem. He says they address athlete mental health issues using staff who are experts in sports performance, not psychiatry. He wrote, it's a dangerous pathway to follow. He says he got no response. Catlin's father says he doesn't know if more help from the Olympic Committee could have saved her life. We desperately need action. And we Olympic need champion swimmer Allison Schmidt has battled depression for years, and she says she's still struggling to get help from the USOPC. There's lives out there that have been lost because there's no change made, and it's very frustrating. The USOPC did not respond to our request for an interview, but said in a letter to its athletes last week, quote, in the cases Bill Morrow uses as examples against us, we acted appropriately, expeditiously, and in the best interests of the athletes. Nora? It's such an important issue. Thank you, John. Today, a California man was cleared of murder charges after he spent 14 years in prison. Newly developed DNA techniques proved Ricky Davis could not have killed his roommate back in 1985. He was ordered released from prison today. Genetic testing that led detectives to a new suspect who has been arrested. The U.S. women's soccer team has some powerful allies in its fight for higher pay. The men's team, which now says the women deserve at least triple what the men have been paid. The World Cup champion women are suing the U.S. Soccer Federation for gender discrimination, claiming they make only about 40 percent. 40% of what the men are paid. Today, the Federation told us it hopes to find resolutions that work for both the men and women's team. There's an urgent recall tonight on more than 300,000 medical devices used by diabetics to control blood sugar. Medtronic is recalling two models of insulin pumps, the Mini-Med 630G and 670G after one person died. The FDA says there have been more than 26,000 complaints of malfunctions and more than 2,100 injuries, all from incorrect insulin dosages. Okay, there's a blizzard in the forecast, a blizzard of Valentines. Here's John Blackstone. At the age of 104, Major Bill White remains every inch the Marine he was in World War II. In the battle for Iwo Jima, a grenade exploded beside him. It proceeded to blow hell out of me. He's seen combat, but he's never seen so many Valentines. You gotta be kidding. Every day for weeks, Valentine's cards and gifts have been arriving by the truckload at the Oaks Assisted Living Center, all addressed to Major White. And all of a sudden, out of a clear blue sky, all hell breaks loose. It all started simply enough when staff at the Oaks and Major White's daughter Mary made a small request on social media. 
We were hoping, you know, he's 104 years old, we get 104 Valentines, that would be cool. The last account somebody ever gave me was 140,000 different pieces. 140,000. Now, almost every surface at the assisted living center is covered with Valentines. They come from school children and veterans and families who know the sacrifice of service. This is my, both my father and father-in-law served in World War II. Sadly, they are both gone. Mary and Major White read as many as they can. It just says, you've stolen the hearts of America. So many hearts. Perhaps never before has Valentine's Day brought one person more affection. The whole thing has just been beyond my feeble powers of comprehension. John Blackstone, CBS News, Stockton, California. Share your love. It's a happy early Valentine's Day message. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we've got another Valentine's story. Two hearts coming together at long last. And if you can't watch live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in Washington. For all the ladies, happy Valentine's Day. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.